Hey everybody, welcome back to Jesus is Calling. It has been a very long time since I have been able to say that. But if you don't know who I am, I am your host, Maya Smallwood. Ooh, not me giving my government name. We're going to cut that out. Anyhow, um, my name is Maya and on this podcast we talk about the nature of Jesus, the nature of God, and how... Um, we can look at his nature and what he has done for us and how we can um, be better children of God and be better um, followers of God so that we can uh, make mis- make disciples in the nation um, and just serve God, you know, wholeheartedly uh, with all of our might, soul and strength. Um, today is not going to be like, a, you know, sit down scripture based type episode this is just you know how to approach the bible and i feel that sometimes people um they can get overwhelmed or confused or frustrated when they are approaching the bible because the bible uh consumes of a lot of stories and a lot of um information some people say that the bible is a blueprint of how we should live on earth until we uh, return back to god in heaven um and i believe that as well and but i i I know that some people they they see the bible as um either a book of rules or um a fairy tale book but i just want to i just wanted to speak on um those uh, beliefs, um, and actually just like, you know, if you're, um, coming to Christ, you're, you're a babe in Christ, you're, um, recently gave your life to Christ, or if you haven't gave your life to Christ and you got some dust on your Bible, you know, how to approach the Bible and how to read the Bible. Um, now I will say for me, myself, I will, okay, first I'll give you some of the things that I do, things to um, be mindful of and um, how to encourage others. So let's start off with things that I do. So um, if you're approaching the Bible, I would say to create a routine. I think it's very important to create a routine when um, devoting your time to God. Um, And in finding a routine, I would say make a routine that's good for you. But also, you know, know your limits, but also know how much, like, how should I say this? God knows that you have thing that, you know, you have a life to live. You know what I'm saying? And in your giving of your time to God, make that time worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? The way, way I think of my devotions with God, I have a divine appointment with my father to talk to my father and when in that time I don't care about anything else I'm not worried about anything else I am strictly focusing on what is on my heart what I want to tell God and what he has to tell me in return so how I approach the Bible I do um, around three devotionals a day I do one, of course, in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one at night. Now, sometimes I may um, forget to do one in the afternoon. Um, 
But because I like to have a structural day, I tend to not to miss it. But, you know, sometimes we slip up, you know what I'm saying? We're not perfect. But, you know, when you give yourself time to sit down with God, and it doesn't have to be two hours. It doesn't have to be five hours. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be all day. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes your your schedule could be so, you know, heavy and loaded that you may be only able to give him 10, 15, 20 minutes. And that's okay too, because you have made up in your mind and in your heart that you want to dedicate time to talk to your heavenly father. And that is beautiful. You know, some people, they, they don't even think about giving their themselves time. You know, they're worried about, you know, taking care of other people and they don't have that choice. But the fact that you actually give time to God is beautiful and it, he cherishes that, you know, he sees the motives of our heart. So when we are sincerely and genuinely giving our time back to our Heavenly Father, it makes all the, all the difference. Um, so that's usually how I approach the Bible. Um, when I am doing my devotions, however, I um, I like to write down um the notes that I take. Some people like to type them. When I know that when I pray, um, I I would. It just depends on what I'm like, what I'm praying. I guess I'd prefer to type it because um, sometimes I'll have like hardcore prayers. <laughs> so sometimes I just need to like when I type, I type faster. So um, and I'm able to think faster and um, you know do all the things. But you know I usually like to handwrite it. Um, handwrite my devotions and my notes and stuff and I use the Bible app um this is a free app if you've heard in uh my past podcast um you've heard me talk about this app but it's called it's called U version but if you were to go on your phone and this is for Apple um iPhone users and Android users for almost any device you can use it on any device um, you can use it offline, but it's called the Bible app and um, it's a brown Bible icon when you type it in. Um, it's free. You don't have to pay for anything. Um, but on that app, they have Bible plans. Of course, they have the Bible. You're able to do um, comments, highlights, um, all the things. Um, and you're able to um, communicate with friends uh, create a community, um, and just, you know, be in the word of God with people that are also, um, excited about being in the word of God. Another thing that I use is a commentary. Now where I feel that some people may miss, um, important information in the Bible is because they do not use a commentary and, you know, basically a commentary is, um, a book that helps put context into perspective so that you can understand um, why something has been said, where it has, where it has been said, when um, that situation has taken place, and the like, just the overall importance of it. And I really um, think that's important when studying the Bible. I, and I feel like there's a word for it. It's like exegesis or esegesis, something, something like that. When like when you're putting things into context when you're putting the word into context or the context into anyhow you the the commentary that I use though is called enduring word and they are 
online, but I looked up on Amazon and I was like, I need to know if this is paperback because I love tangible things. I love to tangibly hold like a Bible, hold a book. I, I want to feel it. You know what I'm saying? So I went on Amazon and Enduring Word does have um, handheld books. However, they are not, it's not all together like it is on the app. Like if you want to um, have a commentary for Genesis, there's one separately for Genesis. And I believe that each book was around, it was around 15 to $20. Um, so it's not too expensive, but it can be if you want, you know, all the gospels, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to pay a lump sum of money, but it really is helpful. Um, that one is also, you can use it offline as well. It's free as well. And you can use it on, um, iPhone and Android. Um, so those are the main things that I use when I am doing my Bible studies, when I'm doing my devotionals, um, my, you know, study time with Jesus. Um, what else did I say that we were going to talk about? Cause honestly, I don't have anything written down. Like I just picked this, I, I picked up the mic and just started talking because I felt it. I just felt that this needed to be said, you know what I'm saying? Um, I said, um, I believe I said how to encourage others. Um, I feel that when we read the Bible and we are being strengthened and we are um, listening to God's word and we are being taught how to steward each other and how to have, how to create, you know, relationships with one another, looking at the relationship that God wants to have with us. We're able to do this with the word of God and we're able to, um, we're able to look at situations differently. And when I say differently, I mean, we're not, we will, when we start to read the Bible, we will no longer look at things with our old mindset. Like you may have went into a situation um, that required you to have patience, but you didn't know how to have patience. So you were seen as an impatient person and easily, easily angered. But once we start to read the Bible and we start to see the nature of God and how he is gracious and how he's merciful and how he is slow to anger, when you are put back into a situation that requires you to have patience, you know who to look to and you have you you have a memory of who God is. You have a memory that God is gracious and that God is merciful. And if God is calling us to these things because you read the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Because you listen to God's word. Because the Bible is not the Bible is literally God's word on paper. God's nature on paper. That is what the Bible is. It is God's spoken. I believe there is a scripture about that and I would put that I'll put that in the description of this podcast. Um but that's all that the Bible is. So when you read the Bible and you're now approached with a situation that you may have may have struggled in in the past, you now have a different perspective on it and how to approach it. You you'll no longer approach it with anger. You'll no longer approach it with sin. You'll never no longer approach it with um anxiety. You'll approach it boldly. You'll approach it with confidence. You'll approach it with the faith that God is going to lead you through whatever you're going through. So that is why it's important to read the Bible. And um, 
I know that some sometimes people when they hear oh when they hear people say oh read your Bible read this you know do do all the things they may think well if I read the Bible it's just going to tell me things that I shouldn't be doing yes <laughs> yes <laughs> the Bible is going to tell you things that will probably and for some people will contradict how you live your life you know what I'm saying if you are living your life um in a way that is if you're living your life in a way that is self-pleasuring and that is like okay let's just get something straight you don't even have to be a christian to know that certain things that you're doing is not right let's just put that out there you do not have to be affi- affiliated with a specific religion to know that what you're doing is wrong. Can we can we just put that out there? You don't have to be a Christian to know that cussing is wrong. You don't have to be a Christian to know that sleeping with a whole bunch of people will not lead you to a good life. You do not have to be a Christian to know that gambling can cause an addiction. You do not have to be a Christian to know that watching pornography is wrong. You don't have to be any, you do not have to be affiliated with any religion to know that those things are wrong, to know that those things are things that you're not supposed to do. So now when you read the Bible and when you put that into biblical, into a a biblical perspective, yes, of course, you're going to be like, dang, no way, like calm down, you know what I'm saying? Because you have lived your life a certain way for so many, like for so many years and you feel that that's the right thing to do, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's hard to accept what has been said in the Bible, but we have to be reminded of one, why was this written? Two, who wrote it? Three, where is it rooted from? And four, how can I apply it to my life? If I apply it to my life, will it make it better or make it worse? If I apply it to my life, will I actually have peace? Not just peace that that at, that has, you know, added distractions that people didn't tell me about. Will it actually give me joy? Will it actually give me peace that I feel that a pill may be giving me because I have depression? You know what I'm saying? So when we when we approach the Bible, it's not it's not just a book of rules and regulation. That is the law. That is why Jesus came. Jesus came to, you know, defeat all of the bias and all of the regulations of the law. He says, come to me, all who are heavy burdened and laden. You may be heavy burdened with, you know, stress and with just just the the aspects of life. He says, come to me. He says, come to me. He doesn't say, stop smoking them cigarettes, stop drinking that drink, and then come to me. No, 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 no. He says, with that cig in your hand, come to me. Come to me. That's all he's saying is come to me. With those suicidal thoughts in your brain, come to me. He never says you have to get your life right to come to me. Because when you come to Jesus, he will cleanse you. He will renew you. 
When you accept him, he will do those things and trust and believe. I am a living testament testimony that when you when you go, you will not leave the way you came. When you go back out into the world, you will not leave the way you came. You may have you may have come came in a drug addict. You will come out a disciple of God. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever God well, yes, a disciple of God, but and like, you know, whatever Jesus calls you to be. So when we, when we, when Christians say, oh, you need to read your Bible, you need to do all these things. It's not to judge you, but it is to help you get back aligned onto that narrow road. Jesus said that this road that we walk on is going to be narrow. It's going to be tough. We are going to suffer. We can see that with Paul. Paul, Jesus said, you will suffer for my name's sake. And because of his suffering, thousands of people around the world were saved. Did he suffer? Yes. Did God get the glory? Yes. Imagine if he stayed Saul. Imagine if he continued to persecute the churches and persecute women and children and men and like, you know, just just pers- I mean, stoning, killing. You know what I'm saying? Imagine. Imagine how his life would have went. The torment. The Oh, my gosh. I I know I'm getting off. I know I've been I, I should have been. T- I'm supposed to be talking about, you know, how to read your Bible, how to approach the Bible. But this is just so important. Like, I just finished watching it's a movie called um paul the apostle of christ or something like that you would i don't think you have to know it's free i'm pretty sure it's free because there's another version but i will there's a popular version but i watched another version on youtube they're both on youtube and they're both free to my knowledge the well at least the one that i watched was free um and just to see every because i've read I've read the story of Paul and like his journey um, and how he was changed from Saul to Paul. But just to watch it, like just to watch the expressions, the heartache, the narration, the just everything. It just puts everything back into full circle. Like imagine how different Paul's life would have been if he stayed Saul. If he ignored the calling that God had on his life. You know what I'm saying? And when we read the Bible, again, they're not just they're not just fairy tales. They're not just made up stories that somebody said that, you know, coincidentally co you know, were put together. No, 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 no. That's not the case, because if we look at the Bible, there is historical artifacts that go with it. I mean, how much how much realer can you get? How much realer can you get? You know what I'm saying? All in all, what I'm getting to is. When we are reading the Bible and how to approach the Bible, let us not be fearful and let's try to. Put aside the 
assumptions that the world has put towards the Bible. Look, son of God and daughter of God, pick up that Bible. If you don't have one, go find one. If you know me personally, I will give you one for free. You ain't even got to pay for it. Don't ask for it. Don't ask to pay. Mm -mm, I'll give it to you for free. It may have some markings in it, but that's okay. That's free annotations for you. But find you a Bible and just read it. And if you're if you're struggling on where to start, I would say start in the Gospels. The Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in every last one of those books, it talks about the nature of God. I mean, well, well, yes, the nature of God, um, the story of Jesus, how he came to this earth, why he came to the earth. He came to the earth to save our sins, to save us from our sins, to take the burden of our sins so that we may have eternal life. And in those stories, we see the nature of Jesus, how he lived and how he wants us to live like him. You know, we're not perfect, but through him, we can be, you know, we we can be seen as perfect and seen as righteous through the eyes of God. And if you've already read the Gospels, read John. John be eating it up. John is John is where it's at. Read Galatians. No, read Hebrews. Read the whole book. Okay. If you want to read the whole book. You know what I'm saying? I just love the Bible. I'm sorry. If you if you couldn't tell, I love the Bible. So that's just my encouragement. That's what the Lord has put on my heart to talk about. That's it for this episode. It's very short. Well, not really, not in comparison to my other episodes, but that that doesn't matter. Um, I hope that you are blessed with this, and I hope that you are encouraged to start back your relationship with God because God has never left you. You just may have drifted off away from him, but God has always been with you. If there is breath still in your body, God is still with you. Mm. If there is breath still in your body, God is still with you. And I hope that you take this um, and allow it to seep into your heart and allow God to do wondrous things in your life and allow him to be the head of your life. And I just hope y'all have an amazing week. Continue to serve the Lord and, you know, do the very best that you can and do it sincerely because the Lord sees the motives of our hearts. And when we truly are serious about living for the Lord and doing and being obedient to his word, he will bless us upon blessings, upon blessings, upon blessings. So y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay strapped up with the word of word of the Lord. And I will see y'all next week. All right. Bye-bye.